You're tuning in to Past Hour Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Let's be great. Let's be great. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro center Dan Copen. Go rock this thing, huh? Love you, man. Let's go get it. Past our prime episode fifty five, correct? I mean, we're sure about that, right? Fifty five. We've got new sound in the beginning. New, new voices, sound. So I hope you enjoyed that. We yep. enjoyed that. Uh, it sounds good. I like it. Fires. We're you ready. Up a little we, bit. We, First episode of twenty twenty two. Happy New Year to everybody. Hope you hope everybody had a safe and happy uh-huh. holiday season. We skipped a week. Yeah, I mean it. It was. Um, I. I I don't like protocol. <laughs> I mean, Max sends out that goddamn Instagram thing, and it's like breaking news. And it doesn't, it's like it basically says COVID 19, and next to it is like my picture. And so, what would that lead you to believe? What do you, you think is going to happen? So, there were a few phone calls that I received, like, hey, do you have COVID 19? I'm like, God damn it, Max. I never said that you had it. No, I, just I know said that you were you under protocol. You un- you no, un- he said you're under protocol. I know, I know, okay. I know what he did. Okay, and then I said, I was like, "Well, I I, I know how you got that mm-hmm. idea, but no, I'm just trying to be safe." Yep. Towards other people right now, you had a close contact, so you were being safe. So we decided, you know what? Let's not go remote. Let's just be smart, and we'll. we'll you push you a week. you were traveling uh, right. later in the week, so we just pushed it off, and and thankfully our uh, uh, the company squad locker and the higher ups. Mm-hmm. Um, give us that leeway. So, yeah, that we get to do what we want. That's that, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I wish uh, everybody would have employers as good as we do. That's so right. um, yeah, twenty twenty two. We're off and running. So first episode back again. Little hiatus. Uh, we both skied. Uh, we both went on ski trips with the shredding. family. Uh, shredding. So shred some. Shred the gnar. I think is one thing that we I call. Have no it. idea what it's called, but I got to tell you, the first day I was on a green slope. Mm. Which is for if you don't ski, it's not. It's not a hard slope. Tell me you caught an edge. Oh, I caught an edge. <laughs> it's still bothering me now. I'm, I'm, you know, I had my whole left side operated on, and when I lean on my or when I lay on my left side now, there is a shooting pain that oh. goes up my shoulder. <laughs> but it, I didn't, I didn't get the edge skiing per se. So yeah. we came down the trail, and we went up the Loon Mountain. I got this new, uh, new, new. Um, Eight person not lift, got right? no, got a new lift. It's Speed called the Kangamangas Eight. Yeah. It's it's freaking awesome. You know, it's mm-hmm. like comfy, uh, padded, heated seats, and then they can put like a like a bubble down over top of you that takes the wind right out of it. So if it's a very bad windy day, cold day, you put the bubble down, and you're basically in like a in like a like a womb. It's, yeah, cocoon. It, yeah, like a cocoon. A womb. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a great lift. So my little one was coming down. My my little one was coming down behind me on the green, but you got to sort of go a little bit. So I'm saying, hey, I, tell, I was just telling her, hey, get some speed down here. Don't break mm-hmm. as much or um, turn or whatever, because we're going to go to this lift. We're mm-hmm. not going to the other one. She's like, okay. So I'm sort of on my side, just like sliding down or whatever a little bit looking back at her making sure she's good everybody else in our group was above was ahead of us waiting to go on this lift wasn't looking 
and I'm just looking back at her, and my left edge caught, and I, I, I was probably going one mile an hour, and I, I swear to God, I think I went four feet in the air. It was just rock. One basically. of those blind, not expecting it. I'm falling. Your skis ca- shear oh, off too. I lost. Uh, no, they didn't. But I had the to. Worst ta- part. I had to take it up after. <laughs> I had to take them off to get up because I'm not flexible enough oh, to get up anymore. It's the worst getting up. Oh, uh, it's the worst. And you just come down on the side. And my whole left side of the body cracked, and it was like. Oh God, that hurt! Yeah, and you were hurting. You were hurting for a day. You it took said my breath you were away. Sore. Yeah. A little sore. My yeah. my legs were sore. So you got Just you overall. got the workout in. Uh, we went up to Smuggler's Notch, uh, family resort. Tons of condos. Tons of people. Good time up there. Don't have a Super Eight lift. <laughs> yeah, S- little slower lifts to the peak there, but good time. Not much snow. No, no it was snow. Yeah. Did you have a ton of snow at Loon? Not a ton of snow. Yeah, but a so lot of trails were open. Last day. Wasn't a good day. It was raining, a lot of red on the board. But when we were there, yeah. it was fine. I mean, oh, by the way, I've never, I've plenty nev- of snow for me to go ski. Yeah, yeah. I've never <laughs> gone out like West where you talk yeah. about like fresh powder and shit. Yeah. I only know how to ski on ice. That's that's just yeah, what you, you do in I, the you Northeast. Just slide down ice, yeah, yeah. actually. You, yeah. you, you, I'm really good on ice. Yeah. Okay, good. So we both skied, um, well, uh, Smuggler's Notch, what we learned uh, with, with one of our guests, uh, Dave Jenkins, his family, our family went up. So what we did learn is that Smuggler's Notch, there's lots of bars, there's lots of restaurants. They all close at 8 o'clock, though. You <laughs> so, said that. I'm still finding that hard to believe. No, they do. And not thought, one place. Like when he said it, I was like, okay, that's COVID-related, right? Mm-hmm. He says no. No. Is it just, not like that at Loon? That, no, no. You're... You, Restaurants and bars are open later on, I think. Yeah. Everything, everything closed. Like the lodge, down at even in the state, the lodge, the bars open till oh, know, no. midnight, one o'clock. Bar, bars close at probably seven in the actual lodge. Just not open. I find so that, it's I'm, drinking in the old condo. There you go. Yeah. So it was fun though. Skiing, ski out, so good time. Um football. A lot happening with that. We, National we, championship was last night. A lot I mean, we're we're gonna talk Pats, obviously. Yep. The oh, guess pl- playoffs, Nick Stevens, aka mm-hmm. Fitzy, mm-hmm. um, for Pats fans, he is basically a man of the people. And yep. we have crowned him our Patriots expert. Shit Pats fans say. Yep. Or Tons NFL stuff fan on YouTube. Therapy a- is another one. Townynews.com is where you can find him and then all the social media. He uh, says it in the fits. interview. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, Pat but fits I'm, you know what? I mean, if you're a Pats fan, a true Pats fan, like yeah. I, I believe you. Oh, you've run into you, you know this guy. Yeah, you know you've the run voice. In, you've run into the voice, and you've run into the. So the, we uh, talk shtick. about a lot of nonsense. Would you call it, it? shtick? I it's feel like shtick. it's probably just him. It's more of a <laughs> it's a satire, but it is him, yeah. right? I I, I don't see him acting any different. If he's uh, going to the grocery no, store or having dinner with his family, I think it's the same. He's 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 phenomenal. He's hilarious. So we have a good talk with him coming up. Yeah, and so we had um, national championship was last night. I went on Alabama. You told me Georgia. I told you um, Georgia. So it was one of these rubber match games. Yeah. Um, rubber match game this weekend also with Pats and Buffalo. Speaking of which, rubber match, I actually was like wondering what a rubber match, what does that mean? Like, what do you think a rubber I'm literally Googling it right now. A rubber no match to me would be like when you play somebody a another time, but yep. this is the deciding game. But why do we call it a rubber match? Like, what's the por- purpose of Do that? you know this yet? Oh, I looked it okay, up. Okay, all right. So I'm like, why do we call this a rubber you match? Want the ori- I get it. You want the origin of a it's rubber It's usually match. like one team wins, the other team wins. It's the rubber match, right? Yes. You know, So it's either three games, five games, seven games, whatever it is. So I looked it up. The sporting term rubber match refers to the final and deciding game in any series. It comes from 16th century lawn bowling. Okay? And it's when they throw the rubber. Basically, they throw the rubber 
ball out there and you throw the balls towards the rubber ball. When it comes to the term rubber match, most experts agree that it takes its name specifically from either two lawn bowling balls rubbing together. <laughs> so that's where the term rubber match comes from. Okay. The more you know. One segment I think we might do this year, Max, is like terms that people have no idea about, right? So it's like uh, um, another one that I always wonder is like rule of thumb. Mm. When somebody says a rule of thumb, yeah, maybe we'll save that one for another day. But it's something to do with a ruler that you, they used to hit you with, and it couldn't be wider than the width of your thumb. Crazy. I don't know. I haven't looked that one up, but we're going to go down okay. the path of this. So we're going to come up with some uh, answers for some of these terms as to why people say them. Rubber match, though. That's it. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. What do you think about Thank this you. game this weekend? I did. I mean, you can't go against the Pats, right? But it, you thought that last night with uh, Alabama, yeah. right? Fitzy makes your, a pick your, in the episode. He we does didn't, make a pick. We didn't make ours. So what I do just, you think? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I want you to go first. It's supposed to be cold again. It's supposed to be elements. It's going to be, let's say it's going to be around 10 degrees. Not a lot of wind, though. Still, that's it's a just tough cold. game to play in. It's not um, Cold's fine. Wind 20, and rain suck. 21, 21, uh, 21, 13. Pats. Okay. I go. And it's going to be a little bit of a slugfest. They end up kicking a field goal late. Pats do to go to 21. 2017 Pats. I just, I, you know what? 2017. They okay. have, they went down and just sucked in Miami. Sucked. Mm. And they still should have won the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. If they, and Fitzy goes into this a little bit, and I agree with him, if they can just not suck as much in the beginning mm-hmm. and play solid defense and don't make those stupid penalties that they've been making, when, you know, like how they were playing for the, what they, seven games in a row or whatever they yeah. won, six or seven before, yeah, looked great be- then. before the bye week. They were doing her. We didn't mention this with him, but I, I remember this specifically. Remember, there was a couple of games where they went hurry up for a few drives. Mm hmm. And it was like, oh, baby, what are we watching here? So, yeah. Remember it, that? It gave you glimpses of the old, which I think that's yep. what Mac. Look, they don't Is have. Is that what you're talking about with letting the leash out a little? Yeah, like just go into let that? him go. Because he, he can make those quick decisions it's and throw smart. the ball yeah. where it needs to be thrown. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, chances are he's going to throw it there. Because I, yeah. I, I do think he has a great football mind. And mm-hmm. he, um, you know, can make those quick decisions. Um, especially being in this offense for this long. Because yeah. I remember I just, a couple I just, of those I drives. I, I just, you know, yeah, Harris I think is going to get his yards or whatever. They have to protect Mac, and Mac's got to get the ball out. But to get it going early, let's get him into a rhythm mm-hmm. and just open it up and let him get into the game. We talked about elements the last Buffalo game because we said, hey, imagine only throwing the ball three times. What a tough game that is for somebody like you in the offensive line, right? Yep. Um, we didn't ask this, though, and, and – would you rather play in cold weather or warm weather? I know the perfect day is probably what sixty-five degrees, San Diego. San, yeah, <laughs> San Diego, right? But like, you got to go up to Buffalo and you got to play. It's ten degrees and you know maybe windy, maybe snow. Who knows, right? Or do you want to go to Miami and play? It's ninety-eight degrees. Like, what what would you rather do? You personally? Me personally? Yeah, you Me, personally. And we play in New England. Yeah, 
I'd you, rather go to Buffalo and the Colts. You want the Colts because because of just the elements and the feel, and that's the it's change. Normal. I mean, I'm not saying that's the reason you go down to Miami and suck all the time. Yeah, I've got my own personal hatred of Miami just because I've been on. I have got season-ending injuries there twice Ooh. in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you live in this this cold. Yeah. for you know a month or so and yeah. then you go down and it's 80 degrees that's that's a big difference now yeah. you go to buffalo and it's 10 degrees it feels well, it's about fr- the same it's freaking nine degrees out here right now i mean that mm-hmm. that feels a little bit warmer to me one game though you have to play one more game and you want it to be in like sooner we talk about playing golf you want perfect conditions scoring one, conditions one more game i'm going in a dome <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense okay so now so, if I'm, I'm gonna go one more game because yep. even when i retired it's like I didn't wear the sleeves. None of my, you know, the yep. line usually didn't wear the mm-hmm. sleeves. But my one um, happy thought mm-hmm. of retirement was I don't have to be cold anymore. Okay, so so I would I would agree day. I'm t- I would prefer to play in 75, 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm from the Northeast, it's a much harder adjustment to go down to cool. Miami to play now Got it. Okay. than it is to Buffalo next Got week. It. All right, good answer. Good answer. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Think of your pitching. I mean, obviously, you probably can't Oof. pitch in ten degrees, but it's not, like even the cold, the cold weather is not fun. But let's say Oakland hitters also though. Oakland's coming. Travel, Oakland's right? coming up in October yeah. or whatever for mm-hmm. a series or whatever. I mean, that's got to be a difference if it's thirty yeah. degrees or forty degrees. That's got to suck for a pitcher. Yeah. yeah, no, no question. Like it's not fun to throw in the cold. I just did go to the uh, baseball coaches association show, American Baseball Coaches Association show in Chicago. Chicago was. Uh, freezing. First of all, zero degrees. Like it was a high of zero degrees. I think Friday. Um, still great attendance, which was which was fun. You mm-hmm. know, it was fun to see people. Uh, masks, a lot going on there. I will tell you, Chicago. I couldn't check into the hotel without my vaccination card. No, don't, yeah. I had to have both vax card and ID to get into the hotel. Any restaurant, any bar that we went into, whatever, went out to dinner a couple nights there. It was very much locked down there. Like, so you couldn't do a whole heck of a lot if you weren't. Um, that's the whole city. That's not just the uh, convention. But I uh, did see a lot of the guys out there. I got some guests coming on. From Good. Got some, met, some, met some cool people. So I was with Reed yeah. um, for a little bit. We, we ran around, met some other people that were pretty interesting. Saw Johnny Gomes there. He was there with KD. KD is like running the show, basically. His whole business is baseball cloud is exploded. Over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, hit it, he hit it at the right time. Oh, baby. He's in, the, he's in it right good. now good yeah, for him so he's doing really well so i saw him for a bit so um we're supposed to go to LaxCon this week lacrosse con Lax. somebody thought it was lax with some laxatives con <laughs> <laughs> laxatives uh um <laughs> conference sounds like a shitty no. time <laughs> oh max look at that do you have like a thing no we need the drums that's what we need there we go um bing bong do we still have bing bong there we go. <laughs> so LaxCon coming up. So Squadlocker, we're off and running into the new year for sure um, with different sports. And these are our – these are our. Um, we love all sports, right, Dan? But these are our uh, – Bread and butter? Yeah, bread and butter. So the baseball, diamond sports, baseball, softball, and lacrosse, really we kind of do some damage to this time of the year. So we got a lot happening with that. Yeah. Did I make my pick yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I already gave yeah. my score. Yeah, Any other games that we're interested in this week? No. Um, no, you're not interested in any other games? No, I'll watch them all, but, I mean, Pats is the only one really that matters, right? When is the game? 8 o'clock? Saturday, 8 o'clock. What are we doing? 
Um, I don't know. Figure it out. See if, okay. we, right. see if we can do it. Let's talk right. to Nick, though. Let's talk to Nick. All right. We're joined now by Nick Stevens, a.k.a. Fitzy, which I believe all of Pats Nation will know you by Fitzy. Correct? I think pretty much at this point now, everyone knows me as loves or loathes the scally-capped, foul-mouthed, uh, beer-swilling, Brady, now Mac Jones loving, Belichick apologizing, super fan. Yes, I mean that's how we, that's how we met years ago, right, big guy? It is. Are you are you looking at me through the screen, or are you actually like like reading what you wrote down earlier? Did you write that, that down, or was that, that scripted? Was script. I didn't have you on here to be scripted here, Fitzy. Co- Fitzy replies to <laughs> and top Fairchild with a smile. Yeah. yeah. The. Uh, so you just go, are I'm, you still mad about the fact that I'm good off the dome piece and everything I say sounds scripted? Oh, it's but, fantastic. Yeah. It's you know we met at Comcast or was it was Comcast yeah. Comcast Sports, but now it's NBC Sports Boston. Where uh, Nick I Nick as I, I didn't know you were, I didn't know you were Fitzy back then. Uh-huh. Nick was our social media liaison. Ooh. Correct. Mm. I think you gave yourself that uh, title for two years. Which, by the way, I think you were the. Longest tenured social media liaison in history of the network. I actually was, I was a one and dunner. Uh, oh, I not, shit. I, I thought not, you got two years. No. You no, didn't no, like no, it no, that no. much? No. No. Much like the way the Patriots should handle John New Smith, I was one and done. Uh, that was, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, is that too soon? No, no, no. Okay, it was right on time. So. I didn't think so. Wow. You want to talk about the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie version of a tight end contract? Jesus, guy, mm-hmm. come on. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, let your feeling, let your Foxborough feelings really be known. No, I was a one and dunner in the Michael Felger North Korean labor camp that was uh, <laughs> working at Comcast. Now, listen, I should also note that after uh, a five, six year absence, I've returned there now. It's it's been rebranded. So have I, sort of, uh, sort of. And now I do a segment with someone. I'm not sure if you had any crossover with. Uh, I do a weekly spot with uh, Christian Fourier. Uh, there was crossover. A couple of years. Yeah, how, how many you you took over in 04, right? 03. So he was 03, there 03 and 04. Then where right. did he go to Washington after that for a couple years or a year? He went to Washington for a bit and then and Carolina. A, yep, and then called it a career, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for that guy, I mean, that was yeah. a hell of a career. Were you It seemed like your, he only ta- he only caught touchdown passes too. Yes, or let Mike Vrabel catch touchdown passes in front of him and then bitch about it. Yeah, now Vrabel's the head coach getting paid a little bit more than NBC Sports does. And Fourier has hitched his wagon to me, so we'll see. We'll see. Oh, Jesus. We'll see. How big were you then? How big was you? What was your si- oh, your body size? Not how big was your uh, when I was when, when I was with Nick or yeah. when I was playing? No, no, no. When you were with Nick, were you still? No, you... I think I was down at that point. Well, you're because would, would, you, would you would you give me that comp? I wasn't as fat, right? No, no, no. You look like you weren't like like Joe Thomas, like, holy shit, what happened to the rest of you? But you weren't you weren't playing weight either. It was mm-hmm. it didn't look like you were puffing like like you were puffing out your chest while you were sucking in your pool, <laughs> like sucking in your gut to like impress a chick in the pool. But you also weren't like at the weight you're at now. You know so, I mean? so are you saying I was average just like probably the rest of my career? No, you know, no. just towing the line, towing the line, towing the line. Hey, hey, is, is this is this called past our prime or paint me in a corner? Come on, what are we yeah. doing here? <laughs> you're the you're the, say, you're probably the one guy that can handle I, I the can. back and forth. You know, I, 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 I would think you'd appreciate is that, it. Is that tap water or or is that a, a uh, are you going straight uh, gin, tap water? Gin. Oh. Straight gin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Straight like gin, like anyone who has to spend more than a half an hour with Copen knows. That's right. Straight gin only. Straight gin, homie. It, 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 it dulls the pain. <laughs> the, uh, it's, what it's what I need to live my life, my man. The, the, most fine. of us do. That, I, mean, that, I mean, that's not very, very out of uh, character for nowadays and what we're no. going through. I mean, come on. We're in the middle of, like, this is now what? What are we in? We are starting year three of my house is my life is my gym is my restaurant is my laundromat is my daycare is my everything um, so at this point like who amongst us can are we all not past the point where if somebody's like yeah like for for lunch every day i have cashews and gin like yes yeah, so whatever, <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever gets you to bed or the next episode my friend whatever yeah the, the pouring of wine or whatever drink you like to have just got earlier and earlier as this has progressed that's that's yeah. for sure we actually have kegs in the office in here we're in the office today so you know we're we're getting out of the try to stay you know we're trying to get out out and not be pinned in home as much anymore that's the goal yeah where is the uh where's the office by the way it's pretty sweet digs beautiful warwick yeah. rhode island oh man capital of america that's right <laughs> war war rack war rack uh is uh, where we're at right now 40 minutes or from the stadium about. Perfect. that's all you need yeah. perfect commute so. Uh, or depending on, you know, how late or how many beers you've had, could be War Pig, Rhode Island. We don't judge. That's right. That's right. Dan's dying over here. You okay? Well, wrong wrong well, too. He did, not COVID. He, he was on uh, protocol uh, last week. So yeah, my, my daughter got it. Yeah, so we oh. uh, we kept him at home. It's uh, one of the first episodes we've missed. You're the first of the new year. I am really. Yep. Yeah. Oh wow! What a what a super low bar for you guys. <laughs> I know. It was, That's exactly. It really is. Yeah. We were looking for a guest yesterday. I went through the uh, Rolodex. It was like, oh, he'll come on. Yeah. And that's yeah. <laughs> that's also how well we plan. We were looking for a guest yesterday. <laughs> for today. See, hold on yeah. one second. Let me check the portion of my phone called "This guy says yes to everything." Yeah. All well, right, let me check the. Second. A better way to look at it is the portion of my phone of people that send me a text that I don't reply to. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. the, um, Let's get that. We're gonna. We're just gonna make you the in-house pats expert yeah i'm ready because I, I i really feel oh, that you have no <laughs> he's the insider okay he's an insider he's more of an nfl What's ca- what do we call he's castle? more broader Bro- uh, castles castle's not the insider okay all right because we got we got some people more, that we got castles, castles a clown okay all right castle, so ca- castle's more of like an opinionator at this point like you know he gets brought on the tommy curran pod he pops on nbc sports like sort of does a little bit what you do just happens to do it with a slightly more chiseled chin giardi looks like he always just came from a supper party in rye new york he's always so damn well dressed and perfectly like mike giardi's amazing i've had him as a guest on wei a number of times always does a bang-up spot Great information, tolerates me and everyone else at the station. Hates germs. Very well spoken. And like literally looks like at any point if he was like, listen, Don Draper's on the other line. I have to go cut an advertising deal on Madison Avenue. Who among us would be like, surprise? Yeah. Like, exactly. Get out of here. Like, he's awesome, man. Do you follow Castle on Twitter? I think I just recently okay. did. I, had, I mean, if you know Castle and our audience does know Castle a little bit, he right. is just, he's one of the funniest people that you'll ever meet in your life. He's also one of the yes. craziest. He, he just, he's out of his mind nuts. We have most of his jerseys in here. <laughs> However, though, like when he's trying to do some serious shit on Twitter and it just doesn't fit his personality. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I just want, I, I actually just want him to go full fledged to the dark side and just start making an ass out of himself and other pranking, people. I, pranking I think people. It, it, yeah. I think it would go better for him professionally if he just, you know, try, it's kind of like Belichick's disciples. You know, when they take a uh, head coaching job where right. they try and emulate him, just be your own person and put that in the, your work, and I think it's going to be much better off. Like you, like you went to NYU, right? 
That's cool. Wow. Look at the big hey. brain on Brad. Good job. huh? How yeah. did you get into NYU? Um, uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> What, so there's a there's a building. There's I'm trying to find the, the what, what what was it comedy always? I mean, you've got the shtick, you've got the delivery, you've got you've got you've got the brain for it, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I got a little bit of all that. What, what, uh, what was the career path and goal gro- growing up? That's that's a great question. I'm gonna need a couple of days to get back to you. On that one, right? uh, what's the line from the Naked Gun? That's a tall order, Nordberg. You're gonna have to give me a couple of days on that one. Heroin, Frank. Uh, so for me, it was the initial path was because I grew up in the on the South Shore and both of my parents were in theater. So I originally thought I would get into the theater, but I was also like kind of a fat kid growing up. And what do fat kids who grow up in the theater do? They eat a lot of food and they watch movies and take solace in the company of darkened movie theaters. So I thought I was going to be a film. I went to NYU for film. Okay. Thought I was going to be like I kind of like wanted to be like the next John Hughes. But then, um, and I made some movies in school and thereafter, uh, but the bug bit me to get back in front of the camera and on stage again. And I kind of got into stand up and improv and somehow, some way, the love of sports that you're sort of, that's you're sort of like raised in, like everyone who grows up in and around Boston, as you full well remember from, you know, being such a beloved member of Pat's nation for so long, like, you know, like people just like 24, seven, 365 live, eat, breathe sports. It matters more than anything else to them. So you add that to the fact that my dad pissed away our family fortune as a gambler. So I needed a decent sense of humor to make my way through it. <laughs> Fat kid, gambler, grew up behind the scenes in the theater. Want to be John Hughes. Want to be John Hughes. Went yep. to Dork University as a film major. Um, somehow it all added up to me being a guy who trafficked in sports entertainment. And I, there's no way I, be, I get asked all the time, Dan, tip tip Dan, whatever, how we, however we do this. Uh, like I get asked all the time, like, how did you find your way to where you are? Or like, what advice would you give to people? And I just like, again, choose your own, like, don't be like Belichick, choose your own lane, choose your own role. Like there's no way anyone else probably could on purpose end up like me. That's probably a good thing or find their way to where I ended up because it was just a, a almost anomalous series of events that led to me being in the spot. That said, I kind of love the fact that I do a little bit of everything thoroughly mediocre. <laughs> That's exactly. a perfect way to go through yeah, life. <laughs> Just <laughs> under the radar. <laughs> as, a, as a matter of fact, uh, guys, I've even given a name to my specific brand. Like everything I do is like, that's ah, kind of funny. Like, so I dabble in what I call comediocrity. Perfect. So it's like very yeah. mediocre comedy. Yes. Like comedy, you know, like I would fit in Monday nights on CBS perfectly. Just yeah. enough for a few spots, just enough Instagram followers to maybe catch an ad deal every once in a while. Um, have a nice, catchy segment that we think you call, or we know, yeah, shit that Pat's fans say, shit right? Pat shit fans Pat's say. fans say. I was Not actually, shit that. I guest starred in one of those. Yeah, I, you know, I've seen it. Have you? I have seen I, it. I, I, I didn't think you'd do that. No, I saw it. That's where, that that's where I recognized it. That was a very powerhouse. That's how you guys probably ended up together. You probably tip at one point. You were just fiddling through YouTube one day, mm-hmm. deep diving on something. And next thing you know, that comes up and you're like, my God, this guy. I remember when this guy played for the Patriots. Look at look at how handsome he is. Look at his look at <laughs> it. He's just majestic in front of that wide angle lens next to those two nerds and Tom Brady jerseys. Like, I need to get to know this guy. Yeah, it was posted. <laughs> wow. uh, it was posted two weeks before I saw it. I was the 10th like, though. So that's important. <laughs> that's so funny. That was the name of my blog for the longest time. The tenth life. And I was out and just like Matthew McConaughey at his Oscar speech, I was always chasing myself. I just that's want right. to get that tenth like. You know? That's right. You've got a Mac to the future shirt on there. 
Huh? I do. I do. This is um, one of the things that I've learned over the years is that, you know, kind of branding is everything. And we, I run a small, you know, Boston sports fan merchandise store in addition to all the other stuff that we do. And whenever something works or you, you can strike a chord or touch a nerve like this year, Mac Jones, uh, he was a, the, the panacea or like the, the Advil to the hangover that was Tom Brady and Pat's nation. People glommed onto him immediately. Uh, I sort of came up with this. Someone designed it. My brother designed it and we've sold a ton of these things. So what am I going to do? Hop on a zoom with you guys and dress like a normal person. Yeah, no, no I, I, I like that look. I think, I think, I think yeah, I've seen the, up. I think I've seen the logo before, so I don't really know if you can say they designed. Yeah. Is there a TM on that? <laughs> is there a trademark somewhere? <laughs> I'm sure if this pod were big enough right now and somebody from universal pictures were watching, they'd be like, and season disorder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thanks. Thankfully you're all set. No, yeah, no need to worry about if that. If you don't get a CND, are you even trying? That's a big yeah. question that we have yeah, in this if, space. Yeah, that, totally. Like, hey, if you don't even get a CND, do you even try, bro? That's right. That's right. Exactly. Oh, it's a shame. I thought Robert Zemeckis might be watching the See, There's the film door coming back right there, Dan. That's right. That's there. right. You got to go back to the roots. So what shit fat, uh, Pat's fans say, and then yeah. you got NFL fan therapy. Yes, sir. And then w- any other ones? What yeah. Is, so what's I'm, the other uh, ones? On a regular. Oh, yeah. Regular, you're the tailgate guy, too. Yep. Do the tailgate videos from the Patriots, both home and away. Uh, do a couple spots every week on WEI. I do the weekly spot with Fourier on NBC Sports Boston. On our own, we manage the Shit Pats Fan Say series, NFL Fan Therapy, uh, the tailgate crashing videos. Uh, like Tip said, anytime somebody will throw us a couple bucks for an Instagram thing, pretty good business. I got to say, gentlemen, life is pretty good when you get into the world of being an influencer. And, and you right. get to work with your buddies. If somebody will even pay you, like, you know, why do you think I wanted to go film, you know, a couple of years ago at, at Line Cider Brewing because I was dying to work with you? No, because I was hoping you'd hook me up with a couple of four packs of double IPA because that shit's expensive. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we took care of that. We got, we oh, got, you a, did. got you a couple beers. We're on you to uh, Dan and I are on. We, we usually we kind of follow each other in the drink uh, pattern, right? Because we were we were falling in love with uh, Miller High Life's all over again. Uh, it, it, this usually, summer. it usually goes with the appear- really? our appearance. So if we're thin, we're going to probably go the double IPA route, and then if we start getting larger, then we'll back <laughs> off to the lighter beers. Yeah, we go to the Miller High Life's, and then now we're on right now this crazy. Uh, they're so delicious, though the uh, the Tito's Dirty Martini on the rocks with blue cheese olives. Oh, I put you. I, I'd like to take credit for that one. That, that you put me that, on to that. That is a standard. Go out to date or go out to dinner with your wife. Drink, and and you've put me on to that, and they are delicious. And that's where we're at. We're in a we're in a salty, salty, heavy, fat finger phase right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are in the. If somebody finds me and pokes me with a stick because they think I'm actually a washed up corpse phase of life. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Guys, <laughs> exactly. like we said earlier in the show, we're all just trying to get through to the next episode. So the it's next interesting. Day. It's yep. funny you say that, Dan, because, uh, and Tip, that's a, that is a whale of a drink. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know uh, a proper bon vivant will always reject a dirty vodka martini in hand and say, that's not a martini, that's a vodka cocktail. And a proper martini should be made with gin. I understand uh, the name's fuck. Don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> Uh, but like, I love that drink, it is, but it's funny you say that Dan, because my, my, jo- my drink of choice, if I'm going out to a supper, if you will, like if I'm dining with the Giardis, I'm going to get a Manhattan, maybe an old fashioned, but probably a Manhattan mm-hmm. yep. uh, well-made rye, 
Um, I'm not going to call whistle pig or something because that's too good to put into a blended cocktail. But, mm-hmm. you know, nice, nice rye, a little bit sweet with the cherry. Uh, you drink like my wife, like Dan, my wife is like literally half your size. But like you guys drink like that's her favorite drink in the world. She is a Tito's dirty martini blue cheese olive uh when i brought your beer home a couple years ago you had some killer 8.2 dipa that you sent me home with she murdered the four pack that weekend i didn't even get a chance to try them like you're welcome like you know if you guys ever like decide to just like steal away to cabo i'll be like i'm honored that's, <laughs> that's a super bowl champion you also pronounced an r way too hard in supper you just said supper well, I, sorry. I mean, like, come on now. If, I, if I'm going out to dinner, then no, I was going to say supper. Like that's an well, AH. See, see, this is the pro- see, this is the problem. This is the enigmatic issue with me in managing what used to be a character that now has had to get folded into the batter of your life tip. Okay. Um, <laughs> you uh, actually pronounce words. <laughs> yeah, I actually pronounce words. Yeah, that I have diction. Uh, I used to. I was born with the Boston accent. I kind of lost it. I brought it back with the Fitzy character. Um, and now the Fitzy character isn't really so much a character as much as it is like it's part you. of me. Yeah. So it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's not even something I suppress. It's like, I, it's like, it's basically like comedy herpes. I just sort of like, I've learned to live with it at this point. <laughs> you're kind of um, like Lenny Clark. You just, I mean, you're, you're, you're just, you're Robin Williams. Let's go that far. Like you can't take Fitzy out of you. No, but I also don't dress like I starred in the movie, the mask. So that, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know, uh, it, for example, like if I'm going, if like, if we were going to meet and like, go like, if it was steak night, like, Hey, you know, we're going out to supper, mm-hmm. but like, if I'm at home or if I'm in Boston and it's time to call the kids down for dinner, like, Hey, schmucks, supper's <laughs> on the table. Hurry up before your father finishes it. Like there's a difference between the two. Like Got I know it. where I'm from, but I also know where I'd like to go. Got it. Got it. So as, as the Patriots ex- expert and being out there talking to the people each and every week, is the Tom Brady hangover over? No. For you personally, <laughs> will, will it will it ever be over? No. Even with it's that, not e- over. yeah, but even with that T-shirt on that you have, yeah, this is just this is just because it's it, uh, so you like really don't allies. believe what you're saying. <laughs> no, not and at selling. All. <laughs> no, it hurts so freaking much. <laughs> Look, I, do I love Mac Jones? Yeah, I mean, I've never met the kid. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think like. You know, Peter Parker, the quarterback for the Patriots, is it, it's nice to have someone under center who's competent, who can throw a ball to a person. He's had his ups and his downs this year, but it's nice to have somebody, uh, you know, someone who gives you gives you hope uh, and who like is his best. You know, like he's got more attributes than just not being Tom Brady. Like the kids, the kids really good. Fans love him. I would say fan wide in Pat's nation. The Tom Brady hang enough people will tell you that the hangover is over that like they've they've moved on from it. But for somebody like myself who legitimately has a kind of a career or an identity based on my unabashed like adoration of the guy, even as he uncoupled from the Patriots and carried on with his life. I mean, like I don't sit I don't sit around and stare at a photo of him every night just, you know, you know, pining for the good old days, but to say that I'd ever be over Tom, I mean, you don't, you don't have that long a love affair and that much success. You don't name a child after your favorite athlete and then just move on and pretend that it's not going to bother you the rest of your life. <laughs> he's close to me. And yeah. a lot like Jared from, yeah, from he, the bachelor. He's, he's actually got about three child, three children named after Tom, Tom They're one, two, and three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. 
Uh, well, my I, wife know, even gave me tip. My wife even gave me the full go on naming the kid Brady, and I was like, "That's too obvious." <laughs> so I went. So I just named him. I named him uh, Thomas, middle name Williams. So I got Brady and Belichick in there. With, nice. That's nice. good. I like that. Well, I'm a, my dad's a Thomas William. I'm Thomas Paul. That's actually where the tip comes from. They just threw a vowel in the middle there. Just a little, you know, a little background on me. Sure. But um, in terms of the Mac Jones thing and Brady, yeah. I've got an analogy for this. I just kind of thought about it when he was talking. It's kind of like the new, you know, you just broke up with a long-term relationship, maybe. And this is kind of like the new significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, you know, whatever it is here. That's like a, you know, a seven, but you're kind of pumping yourself up that they're a nine. You know what I mean? That's where I feel like we're at. I think he's going to be great. I think he's good. But like, so, I still so, miss. So I still Cam, miss our Cam, guy. Cam Newton was the rebound. Yeah, <laughs> Cam Newton was a rebound. We had to Cam spend Newton was six a, months with Cam, Cam Newton, Newton to get was the a, Mac a Jones. night out in selfie. Yeah. Now, Cam Newton literally was the girl that you hooked up with at one fifty-seven, and last call was at two, and, yeah. you're, and you're having the last sip of that Miller High Life or that like beam and Coke you don't need at yeah. a bar called Fairchild's. And, <laughs> and, and like a half an hour later, you find yourself in the front seat, uh, like with a cigarette hanging out the window, making out in the front seat of a Buick. And you're just like, what happened to me? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Like, like it's the yeah. worst, it's the worst slump buster ever. And it, like you thought it was a, we'll put, we'll chalk it up to you. Thought it was a good idea at the time. That's it right. didn't work out. And now the rebound is nice. It's a different kind of relationship. You know, and, you know, mm-hmm. and if Tom Brady was the kind of person you, you know, you went out to those big special dinners with, you know, you know, with Mac Jones, like, you know, you're cooking at home with blue apron, but it's nice to have somebody to have supper with again. You know, what there I mean? you go. Well, what, so put it in, let's go one step further. Say Tom Brady comes back, walks up the stairs, knocks on the door, says, take me back. What, what do we say as a, as a, as Pat's, uh, you know, as like Pat's nation? Like, what do we say? Get I'm out. Say, get no out, way. Mac. See you, Mac. Oh, get out, Mac. Get yeah, out, I Mac. thought you were going to say, get out of here. No, no way. Come on back, baby. You got five good years <laughs> left in you. I would be out of that, out of that relationship faster than like, it, it would be like the smoke that appears when the roadrunner runs away from Wiley Coyote. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would be in that doorway just like, I wish I could quit you. <laughs> You complete me. Like, yeah, I need like, to talk to my I, wife. It, yeah, it would just be like that that movie where I just like you son of a bitch, and I slap him across the face, and then there's just a really long, just like the kiss. The audience is like, yeah, I've been waiting all the movie for this. What, we needed a film guy. This is perfect. We this just we great. just laid out a whole entire movie basically, and and how the Brady relationship has gone here in New England. So with with Pat's fans, <laughs> what are they saying now though? Like, cause shits Pat's fan shit shits. Yeah. I keep saying with an S. You've got the it's shits. Okay. Shit it's okay. Pat's it happens. Say, it happens often. What you may have to go back in quarantine. <laughs> that's <COVID>. right. <laughs> what have they been saying that's been different? Right. I mean, you you did a long time of kind of what we were saying for a long time. Hey, we we kick ass. We win. That's what we do. Right. right. What are they saying that's been different? We it's, suck it, after it, the it, bye week. That's what they've been yeah. saying. Yeah. Oh no, we suck again. <laughs> uh, I, just, I got a movie reference or everything, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because there was the initial just joy of Mac Jones beating out Cam Newton. There was a lot of displaced anger towards Cam Newton. Like I personally, as a Pats fan, I will always be forever grateful to Cam Newton because he took on, and I know he didn't have a lot of other job offers at the time, but he took on literally the most unenviable task 
in all of sports, mm-hmm. aside from whoever the janitor was that had to clean the toilets whenever Copen and Wilfork went back to back in the deuce hut. <laughs> uh, like uh, the most unenviable task in sports history, he was the guy who was willing to try and replace the goat. Like that's, an impossible task. I, I, I don't he, think that's fair. I don't think that's a fair analogy right now. He didn't have know? a job. He had no other choice. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know he didn't oh, have yeah, any other jobs, but he still. Yeah, but if they're going to pay you $3 million or $7 million, are you going to take that job? Yep, sign me up. I'll do that one. <laughs> I, they, they paid him barely over a million, you know, and like, and it was during a pandemic with a bad roster, and he was willing to take, take the, undertake the challenge, see if the Belichick cologne and the Patriot way could fix him up. Spoiler alert, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, and so, like, it didn't, it was a bad, I thought it was an awesome coaching job by Belichick to get seven wins out of that team last year, considering how talent-starved they were at a lot of positions and, and what with, with Cam's struggles. So Belichick does a great job. Cam tries, he fails. Pat's fans get mad at him, Tip, because, mm-hmm. like, that's it. The, you know, like, you replace Tom Brady with this garbage. The guy's skipping friggin' shoe toppers over there to Birdman and Myers. What are we doing here? Now, cut to a year, you know, six months later, you draft Mac, Saban, Alabama product, perfect national champion. Looks like the, he's a perfect fit. So initially there was the joy of like, hey, we have a future. Then they get really good in the middle of the season. And I definitely could tell, like, it's just that little something in the air. You just like, ooh, oh, that's that's more than just like Dom sausages and like steak tips marinated with Ken's Italian dressing in the parking lot. I smell a little Patriots arrogance returning to the parking yes. lot. And you know what? I missed it. And I love it. You know, like yeah. the arrogance of Pat's fans is it. like Jack Nicholson. Here's another movie reference for you. And a few good men. It's like, you want me at that tailgate. You need me at that stadium. Like, like I missed it. And then, Absolutely. you know, like the, the, I won't say the deficits of this roster, but the challenges of the modern NFL and this kid being a rookie have all kind of come crashing into him at the same time. And so now here we are with a team that basically like you got a guest on today who's kind of like dealing with his own professional bipolarity and the 2021 Patriots are also uh, a team that's very bipolar. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Mac is on the defense is right and they don't make penalties. They score early. Uh, they don't get a friggin' punt blocked. <laughs> yeah. God, Christ. Three in one season. Try to name two that were blocked in the previous 20 years. When the Patriots do all those things, when they're on script and they play their game, they could hang with, if not beat anybody. But when they get a punt blocked, when they commit too many penalties, they shit the bed, they don't score early, they'll lose to anybody. Actually, they'll beat themselves like we saw in Miami on Sunday, let yep. alone get beat by a good team or, in this case, a playoff caliber team. So, you know, uh, by and large, Pats fans are thrilled that they have Mac Jones. They should be. They've had it so – oh, poor Pats fans. Oh, we had to wait a whole free <laughs> – you know, we had to wait a whole freaking year to get another franchise quarterback. Look at what happens to all these other teams, guys. Like, That's crazy. Yeah, You wait a generation to get somebody who you literally can trust the keys of an elite NFL franchise to. Do you think that Belichick needs to take the uh, reins off of him a little bit going into Buffalo? Look, they, no. They're, no, weather wise, we're what, asking what, the insider what, here, right? I, no, he's the expert. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the Patriots he's, expert. He's our Patriots expert, expert not expert. insider. That's right. Not insider. That's right. Expert. So right. you go into Buffalo the first time. So, weather was crazy. He just poured himself two more fingers of scotch. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I hope he gets, right. he, he can use it as hand sanitizer and get drunk at the same time. <laughs> the, uh, you know, you go in the first time, horrible yep. weather, Mac throws three times. Mm-hmm. Last game, 
again, was a complete debacle where, you know, I, I want, they beat themselves. They always beat themselves. They don't start fast. They play stupid. They're going to beat themselves. Mm-hmm. What do you do this game? Uh, you play more along the line. Don't forget. And don't forget in that last game where they were their own worst enemy had a bunch of bad calls. Like there was that, there were two pivotal swings in that game. JC Jackson drops the could be pick in the middle of the fourth quarter. Belichick, I'm sure you can, you can regale us with tales of he'll always tell you when you're playing a guy like that, as talented as he is, he's going to give you one or two opportunities to turn the table your way. You got to make sure you make that play. So, you know, uh, it hits JC Jackson in the hands. Normally he catches that. Maybe they go in and score. It's a different game or uh, it's closer than it ends up. Uh, and then also there was that end of the first half scenario where Matt gets shoved out of bounds. They don't call the penalty. Trent Brown gets pissed, yells at the Bills, gets one of those candy-ass taunting penalties. And instead yeah. of being in field goal range, they're all the way back at their own 35. They don't score at the end of the half. Buffalo seizes momentum, and here we are. Um, so I think Belichick plays it more akin to the way that he played the first game where it's, okay, we're going we're gonna to sell out to try to push you guys around the field again. And you know, so we're going to play immovable force versus irresistible object again. Um, but this time they're going to let Mac throw it. Not as many times as he did in the home game guys, but not as few times as he did in Buffalo. That's why I think he is so freaking key. Buffalo doesn't really have a great answer for Damian Harris. He was all over them both times. They'll get their yards. The line is healthy. Uh, even without Isaiah Wynn, I still feel good about the line because I think you can flip. Maybe, what would you do, Dan? Would you flip Trent to left tackle and put in uh, on when you at right tackle? I, th- I think when you stays at left. I mean, I don't think they're going to play with it. Trent's been playing right the whole whole season when he's been in there. Yeah. I don't see him flipping okay. it now. And, and when you was in there on left uh, last week as well. Oh, right. Okay, so you go with 1,700 pounds of power, and then you do, and then you – uh, you just say, like, this is what we're going to do, except this time those play-action passes tip that we were, like, waiting for in that Monday Night Football game, like, come on, Belichick's got to let him throw. Now he lets mm-hmm. him throw it a couple times. And there's going to be three to five times where we're going to need Mac Jones to zip one 15 yards down the middle to Hunter Henry to hit Bourne on a fly pattern or play-action somebody into the corner of the end zone and go for it. Yep. So when you say, like, is he going to unbridle Mac Jones or let him cook a little bit, I won't say it's a 50-pass attempt game, but there's going to be a couple where he's going to have to hit it. And if he does, he has a chance to beat Buffalo and the, the tale of McCorkle Jones, Mac to the future, is told. And if not, whoo boy, I wouldn't want to be me on the other end of those calls on WEI for the next month. <laughs> that, that was an actual – that was a Patriots expert that was, that was answer. Really See, I think he used a lot of names. Like, you know, a lot of times they just say the line. I told you, you he was yeah, the expert. Yeah, the expert. You nailed it. The I mean, the, the one thing, though, with Mac is I'd, I'd, I'd want to get him into the flow of the game early, right? The best thing that he has is not – it's like Tommy. He doesn't run out of sight in two weeks. You know, I mean, he's not the right. greatest athlete in the world, but his mind is so, so big. You know, he's got a big brain. Big brain. Big brain, and mm-hmm. he can, you know, think and make those decisions quickly. So why can't we just open him up a little bit, get him into the flow of things, and just boom, 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 move the change and get him tired early? The, to Like, uh, my uh, quick line of comediocrity about the whole thing is they should stop the Patriots right before they run out of the tunnel, at, before the game starts, and be like, oh, shit, guys, we forgot to tell you. 
um, you're down 17 nothing already. <laughs> it's the start of the second half. Like, play the way. Yeah. If they could just, like, somebody should, like, they should, like, literally, like, throw bags over their heads, go squid game style, gas the van, bring them <laughs> into the stadium, just dump them out on the field and say, don't just put 17 nothing on the scoreboard and just say, like, you guys are behind. Go. Because Mac has a great feel for that up-tempo. Yeah. He's got ju- he's got just enough like uh, mechanics and feel for the field and intelligence, like you were saying. And these th- these receivers, like I've been talking about them all year, as there's no one single guy that you have to stay up late at night game planning for or worrying about being the game breaker. They operate as a complement. It reminds me in a lot of ways of the 2003 team, where like Branch and Givens hadn't broken out to be stars yet. Uh, you still had Troy Brown kind of doing Troy Brown things. Uh, tight. You had Fourier uh, tight it like, and fab, you still had David Patton. That's right. Antoine Smith was like a slower version of Damian Harris. Like, yeah. and, and you guys had a kick-ass line uh, shout out uh, to your boy, Russ Hochstein for still one of the most unheralded efforts uh, in Super Bowl history, kicking ass against that badass Carolina line. Fuck you, Warren Sapp. He did an awesome job. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Russ Hochstein's gonna like, no way he can handle he can handle Rucker or Peppers. Oh really? Yeah. What he okay. got hurt? What he got hurt in the divisional round? Russ started in the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, and we didn't miss a beat. No, you did not. Some somewhere, Scarnecchia is smiling. Oh yeah. Uh, so you know, like that's like the Pats have a complement of receivers. Like that's the way this offense works. It works as in tandem as a whole. It's either all working or it's not working. Um, I would love to see them let Matt get going. Like. That's the one. How many times have we heard about this kid? So smart. This kid, like I remember talking to Jim Nagy last year, like 10 months ago um, before the draft. And he was talking about it at the senior bowl. Like it was like midnight and they saw in the lot, the lights were still on in the library. And they're like, who the frig is still up? And like, aren't these guys should be asleep. Like we got practice for all the games on Sunday or whatever it was. And it was Mac Jones. And he was in there just like reading old game plans and like going over film. And they were just like, God, you like go to bed. Like he's the, he just lives to do this. His interviews on the radio are boring as shit because when they ask him, like, do you have a favorite Christmas song? And he tells you, no, like, do you have a favorite Marvel movie? And he's like, no, he's not lying. Like yeah. he doesn't like Dan, he doesn't have. No, in his hey, did you like, hear the uh, Arabella, whatever insurance commercial or something? Hey, this is Mac. He sounds like the dullest guy in the world. Hey, it's Mac. That's fine. Oh, the, oh, the Arbella insurance. Arbella, commercial? the yeah. Arbella insurance commercial. Hey, it's yeah, Mac. Yeah, you would literally think like uh, that he has like Burge in his ear saying like, <laughs> "You will give them nothing to work with. You will just say yes to everything. You have no favorites." Like he's a Manchurian candidate or something yeah. like that. Like <laughs> this is just the way this kid is a psycho. He is like Good. you see the way like like when there's a delay of game or they have to call a timeout, he like pounds his fists into his thighs and he's like, Oh, come on, Dag Nabbit, son of a blank. Oh, fiddlesticks. Like <laughs> he's a he's a nerd. He's yeah. a, like he, he's an angry nerd and he loves his football. And that's why I think like the area kind of loves him because he cares. Like, what is New England like? A hard worker, somebody who cares and someone who gives it their all and mm-hmm. makes and makes and makes the priorities of someone else. Their priorities. And, I think and, that's why. And Boston here. College. They love Boston College up here. Oh, man. <laughs> they love, love college sports. Speaking of which, by the way, I, A, I love that kid at quarterback. Sucks that he got hurt this year. Jakovic's a, he's a big kid. Like, he's a big good kid. Good arm, big yeah. kid. I think he may, 
Like he may be a sort of like a Hasselbeck type, like put him on the bench behind someone for a couple of years, let him learn. He's got like the kind of like, you like, hey, this is sports talking Hederson. And let me tell you, you can't teach size like that, everyone. <laughs> um, and that kid, Zay Flowers, he's got, he's got Sunday talent too. Yeah, yeah. No, he can make plays. He catches everything that's thrown to him. Love why, why is it that, um, I mean, you, you've grown up here. You're a huge fan of everything grown, except college, grown, college football. Grown up. Oh no 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 no! Why 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 is it football fan? All right, so but why is the Boston area in general more of a pro sports town rather a college? You know what I mean? There's definitely a big hundred difference. That's one. Yeah, but there's only. I mean, but there's no real big. You know, it's it's the conference. There's one. There's one D one football program. Right. I mean, that's there's one. Yeah, so I don't hockey's know why huge don't out here. Around. Regardless, yeah. Ho- college hockey's huge. I'm not saying all like college, mm-hmm. like, but when you take a look at the, you know, the manic, uh, obsessive fan, yeah. like Fitzy, like, why is, don't they have a big college why isn't football he, team? Why, why, why isn't that translate over to the college level? It doesn't do it. Yeah, I mean, there's like the for the YouTube channel I started, which begat all the other interactions and ways to create stuff, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Like there are, and mine was basically just like. Brady and Patriots obsessed. And then I folded in my, my love of the other Boston sports, Red Sox specifically. Uh, but cause I grew up as a Sox and a Pats fan always, but um, you know, there are so many other Fitzy types, if you will, that are associated kind of in areas where there's a dearth of college sports and there's more pro sports. And that's what you have in new England, but like go through sec nation and the mm-hmm. AC, uh, some of the ACC, the big 12, like there are so many, creative people that make short form entertainment that have great podcasts and shows dedicated to life, you know, war Eagle and, you know, Auburn, uh, Alabama, LSU. My passion for those sports came from the years I spent working for CBS sports network, uh, doing the tailgate coverage show, which was the best. So I have a deep rooted appreciation for everything. SEC. Uh, there's nothing better than going to like, you know, Sparty and just like wandering East Lansing and going to all these bars and like literally just drinking beer and feeding yourself on casserole for like 20. You want to talk about like fat, salty fingers tip, like go hang out, go to a Michigan or a Michigan state game and like, yeah. or um, and you're eating like gas station pizza and chugging a 40 ounce of high life at seven in the morning. And you're like, I made all the right decisions. Cause I landed here at this moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for new England, it's just, it's just simply like, we don't have we don't have the space to have more tailgates. We don't have the space yeah. for the bigger colleges to expand. And yeah. there's just not like it's the winter months don't beget having the athletes in the deep south, Texas, Florida, who all want to matriculate their way upwards yep. and play in the snow and the cold and everything else. Like so you got BC, you got UMass. I can count on, you know, this this hand that has gout and bitten fingernails, how many great stars have come out of there over the last decade or so. And, and it's a shame. I mean, like, you don't ever remember growing up like, hello, friends, Keith Jackson here all the way from Alabama, where the Crimson right. Tide take on Wheelock College today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's and, URI uh, versus Texas. All of my, all of my uh, you know, friends that are from the South and everything, too, you know, whether are it's Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they... If I if you were to ask me, like who their NFL team is, it's more that they have a college team than they have an NFL team. 
especially like my Alabama friends, LSU, like they're yep. like all about, you know, it's go a different Tigers, culture. I get you know? that. It's a different culture. But I mean, right. if you're going to tailgate, BC's got a hell of a tailgate. Yeah. Man, and those the, kids love the party up at BC. What's the name of, what's the, name of the apartment area? The, the, the mods. The mods. Yeah, That's you can do is. a yeah. section on the mods, Fitzy. Oh, yeah. oh, hell yeah. Dude, I mean, it's just basically, it's like takeout from Shaw's and White Claw. But I'll tell you, they know how to party. <laughs> They 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 know how they know how to suit they know how to party drink hard seltzer and super spread like no one's business. Or, right. Order Lucky Watt to a two a.m. Yeah. What do you think uh, about? But um, just, yeah, but like also, just tip to your last point, real quick. Like the whole idea of like in Alabama, there's not a lot of pro sports, so they focus right. on Alabama and they focus on yeah. So That's wherever there's do. a lack of pro sports, they get in it after it like that, and right. it's just a, a different beast altogether. Um, and I I wish. Anytime I ever like uh, talk to folks in New England and they say like, oh, there's nothing better than like a Pat's tailgate or like, you know, Pat's Nation's great. They're so loyal. They're loving. But I always tell them, like, if you get a chance, do yourself a favor. Like in, if you're going to go to only pro games, go to the Muni lot in Cleveland. Those guys know how to party. Mm-hmm. Go to Kansas City. Like, holy shit. I'm sure you, Dan, you can probably talk about like going on yeah. the road and eating like Arthur Bryant's or like world class barbecue. Um, and if you and if you get a chance, like. Go to world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Go to the Iron Bowl. I mean, any place where people pull in their rig seven days in advance and tailgate. Like, mm-hmm. if you think Burning Man ain't got nothing on the Iron Bowl, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. What do you think about uh, Antonio Brown? What are your That's thoughts great. on this uh, oh, last week? A great guy. <laughs> 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 Yeah, just a great really, guy, right? Really, just like a really super dude. Yeah. Like, I, okay, first of all, who among us has never wanted to like take off our uniform? Has had a shitty job, been pissed at our boss. Yeah, wanted just, to just like throw off our uniform, give everyone yeah. the bird, and just run around waving to a bunch of strangers without your shirt on. And it's not even I, the bird; it's like the like the you wind them up and like you know, bo boom, like to the crowd. That was it. So I kind of admire him in some ways, which is pathetic. But at the same time, like I had a buddy tell me the other day, like, you know, in, in some respects, he almost wishes he was born like Antonio Brown. I'm not getting into like whatever his true psychological issues are. I don't know. I'm not going to pre-diagnose him with CTE or something like that. That's way above my pay grade and it's not my business. But whatever he was born with that prevented him from having the filter of ever recognizing other people judging him like he just literally cannot give a fuck like he like he has no ability to give a shit about what anyone says or thinks about him which is kind of marvelous like just for one day i would love to be in one of those body swap movies and just like so this is what it's like to be antonio brown to just not care (laughs) wow this Mm -hmm. is like it's it's almost like it's almost like he makes him like a really like kind of like gross x-man like his power is just to not give he can catch footballs and not give a fuck like wow yeah you know what the exactly. i mean the funny thing is too he's like he didn't see he, he had the he had the smarts in a sense not to say a goddamn word until he got his contract and then once he got the money that's when mm-hmm. his superpower was released yep 
<laughs> he was able. You know, he was, he was smart to enough to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the, the the Hulk and Bruce Banner, and keep it in until he got the money. Yep. And now he's got the money, and he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised by that one though, because I thought he was under the. You know, I mean, he was I under the Brady spell he was under for the a little Brady bit, wing and under the spell, and then all of a sudden I see him doing jumping jacks across the end zone. I'm like, that was not Tom I'll Brady. Tell you, what, you, t- you talk about an emotional roller coaster last week with him. One, you see him do that, and then you automatically think, oh, what a douche. Yeah. You know, that's completely. Mm-hmm. But then he comes out with Twitter with this unbelievable professional like statement about mm-hmm. this is my ankle. I did this. I tried to do this. I talked to the coach, the trainers. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's probably all a bunch of bullshit that we yeah. find out afterwards. And now you're back to saying, that guy's just a bad dude again. And he just hung out in New York, was running around. And like, he, he just did a, do a podcast. Yeah, I forget. And, what, uh, yeah, yeah. He uh, did. It was on like full send, I think. And it was, it was. Yeah, yeah. Good boy, he didn't say a lot of words that made a lot of sense. In turn, like there wasn't, there was a lot, a lot of words that were strung together there. So it was, it was interesting. Listen, yeah, uh, um, yeah. If like, if you have a Google translator that understands Antonio Brown, please share it with me because I've been trying <laughs> to crack this guy's code for years. Yeah, oh. Ingl- I, he's not a Fulbright scholar. No one's, no one's ever like he won't mm-hmm. be speaking at Oxford anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But at, by the same token, it's, it's kind of sad because. You know, he's got such an incredible, like, physical gift, and mm-hmm. he's such a good wide receiver, and, like, that kind of musculature, speed, and body control is generational. Like, he really could have been remembered as one of the great wide receivers of all time. It does make you uh, pine for what could have been in Brady's final season when he had nothing but, you know, Matt Lacoste, um, you know, broken down Muhammad Sanu and mm-hmm. like just, you know, Julian and en- Julian Edelman missing a tire with the check engine light on. Like they tried, it just wasn't going to work. Right. But if Brown were there, like they could have made a difference and also like salute and props to Mike Tomlin for keeping him and Le'Veon Bell under the same roof for nearly yeah. a decade. Right. That's yeah. friggin' impressive. Le'Veon's Absolutely. down in Tampa now too. It's crazy. Is he? Yeah. Bell, Bell is basically <laughs> the starting running back in Tampa now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's amazing. How many chances some of those guys get? What about uh, Brian Flores being let go by the Miami Dolphins after winning eight of nine games? They were two. Two was four and zero against Bill and the Pats. They've won the last four games. How the hell do they let go Brian Flores? You know, I had heard that uh, there were disagreements between he and Chris Greer, the GM, and that like that just it wasn't working out and that he almost wasn't surprised. He personally wasn't surprised while the rest of Twitter and, you know, football nation and all of our sports networks were shocked that he was released. Apparently from inside the building, people weren't surprised because there was just some sort of odd disconnect there. Oh, maybe he wants a Jacksonville job. Is that like, does anybody say that? Like, I don't know why anybody would, but maybe that's it. There's a couple other jobs open. I I don't think he's going to be on the uh, street for very long. Yeah. No, no. I personally, I think the perfect situation for Brian Flores Jackson, you know what Jacksonville is like? Jacksonville is like a Jacksonville is a 5,500 square foot house with gold toilets that was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. Like it, it's it by all yeah. accounts, it should work tip. But, yeah. you know, when when shit goes wrong, don't be surprised because you also, you know, like, that's right. It's it's poltergeist. Uh, mm-hmm. But to me, the perfect fit for Brian Flores, like he's like the one guy from the Belichick coaching tree that 
has kind of made it work. And I know he doesn't have a winning record to speak of coming out of Miami. He went five and 11 yep. ended 2019 season with that shocking, that nut punch victory against the Patriots uh, back in December of 2019 to bump the Pats to the wild card round. Then 2020 goes 10 and six. Maybe, maybe he's catching guff for some of the draft picks. Although by and large, they seem like they've had a great, that kid Jalen Phillips is awesome. The, the defensive end, they got out of Miami. Yeah. Um, he did make that controversial switch to go from Fitz to Tua last year. It kind of worked out this year. They had their own COVID injuries and whatnot to deal with this year. But like to lose seven and win and turn around and win seven to get a room full of men to like respond to being one and seven right. and be like, get your heads out of your asses. Let's go. Like, let's yeah. that's that's impressive to me. The perfect job, Minnesota. You have a pre-built borderline fantasy football offense with a top four running back a top five, a top five wide receiving core, if not maybe the third best wide receiver yeah. or second best wide receiver in football, a pretty good quarterback. You get to go rebuild that defense. And if Aaron Rodgers leaves the NFC North, hell man, be looking at play B-flow in the playoffs for years to come. What's up with that? <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat. I know a yep. heartbeat if I were him. See, I told you he was the expert. Yeah, he's, good, he's an expert. Told you. All right, you're, a new, you. you're a new expert. I told you. We'll bring you just on like, once uh, every... Uh, just like... Uh, well, what's uh, uh, Tyrion Lannister? Just like, you know, oh, yeah. um, I, I drink and I know things. Just happens to <laughs> I, know, I, I like IPAs, movies, and football. That's pretty much it. Perfect. It's, good, it's a good mix. Um, what else do we have, Dan? Do we have uh, anything else? Are I we covered? I, I, all right. Well, I mean, just besides Brady, because I'm assuming Brady's the favorite of all time. Who's the favorite Pat of all time, and who's your favorite current Patriot? Uh, my top five Patriots of all time. Are uh, Dan Copen, Christian Fourier, uh, uh, it's Brady, Scott Zolak. Oh, no, he's 98.5. You can't say him. Ah, Zoe's good to me. It's okay. Uh, Zoe's a great dude. I mean, literally, you cannot find uh, anyone on planet Earth, I think, that would ever say a bad word about Zoe, except for may- honestly, except for maybe a couple of girls who went to the Purple Shamrock in the early 90s. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think it was called the End Zone on Route 1 back then. Oh, yeah, exactly. The, the Redwoods Cafe yeah. up on Route 1. Exactly. Uh, the Red, uh, Red Wing or whatever it's Red called. Red Wing. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, uh, you know, like the sta- kind of standard issue, like uh, favorite Pats, like, you know, Gronk, Brady, um, Love, you know, uh, well, I think Welker doesn't get enough love even even still to this day, uh, you know, bubs. But I love uh, Vinatieri, even though it bothers me that he spent all that time in Indianapolis and banged the anvil before that stupid game. Um, old school guys, Ben Coates. I met Ben Coates a couple of months ago at an alumni event down in Carolina. Still looks like he could strap him up and give you like 15 plays and maybe, you know, four or five for 50 guys like he's. Super great, super great guy. And like, I'll always also like love Steve Grogan because that's like the first Patriot I can remember. Like if I snuck out of bed in the late seventies and my parents had friends over and they were watching Monday Night Football and there was old Stevie Neckroll booting left <laughs> hard for 40 as Howard Cosell was like, and look at that son of a bitch. Take it to the end zone. How about that? Steve yeah. Grogan, touchdown Patriots. Um, I was like the first football player I ever really knew or liked. Yeah. Um, currently on the team, I freaking love Kendrick Bourne. I, everything about this guy, like super positive, keeps his nose clean, high energy. He cracked the Belichick code. He can make Bill smile. I'm sure you can talk about how difficult that is to do. Like, he's awesome. Yeah. Like every team, every team needs a guy like him. Like he is, he is like that liquid IV or like Pedia, like, you know, the Pedialyte, you just put him in and just like 
instant recovery and you're back on your feet again. I, that's why I think he's the guy like throw him, throw at him Saturday night. Like he's a number one receiver and see yeah. how Buffalo responds. Give him mm-hmm. a chance. He's a legitimate playmaker. So you rattled off, you know, seven, eight, nine names there. Absolutely no defense. So are you just a fan <laughs> of offense? Is that it? Or uh, nobody on defense? Uh, tickle you, your fancy? <laughs> Judon. Judon and Bar- Barmore. I mean, oh. He went deep into the past. He went down to Steve no, Brogan. No, he still was, oh, yeah, I know. He didn't hit a defender. <laughs> I love love me some Andre Tippett. I mean, who doesn't love a good mm-hmm. – I mean, one of the greatest sack artists of all times and a bona fide black belt. Uh, oh, he'll kill you. I, I know. He would absolutely kill you. Um, you know, I loved, you know, all the standard issue guys. Like, I love Willie McGinnis, too. Like, I know he doesn't have the stats to be Hall of Fame worthy and Big Say keeps getting ju- juked out of a spot he deserves in Canton as well. But, like – I don't know something about McGinnis game. Like they don't, they don't build him like him really. Like the, the elephant role, is that what he like? Sort of like a linebacker defensive end who team leader mammoth. Great. Uh, He was awesome by the way, too. I'm not sure if you guys have been keeping up. Um, He was great in the first episode of man in the arena too. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, Yeah. What's wild is as big of a Brady fan as I am, right. You know, forever. I haven't seen mm -hmm. man in the arena yet. Not one episode. Not one. I was going to wait to watch it all. Right. So oh, there's yeah, one yeah, more, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know which one I stopped. Uh, I, think be- there was I stopped nine. before the 07 Super Bowl. I can't bring myself to watch it yet. I can't I mean, do it. What happened? I, I, <laughs> it's I our just, only spot we don't I go. Can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I, can't, I can't watch that one so yet. So I was waiting to stack them up, and then I was just going to run You want to binge day. it? You yeah, I, binge wanted, it. I wanted to binge it. That was, that the, that was my idea. So I decided I watched the first episode because I couldn't. I still kind of couldn't wait, and that speaks to my appreciation not dedication but appreciation still of all things brady and my buddy mike who works for patriots.com put together that great podcast series called 2001 uh a super bowl sound odyssey where he went back and talked to uh pioli and players fans and uh we all told the story of what it was like to go from darkness to dynasty to quote uh, my buddy jerry thornton from his book um Mm -hmm. you know and uh, it was a great podcast series. It's a great listen. Um, and I, you know, I'll forever be transfixed. Like that season was the last time I ever went to the old stadium. Last game I saw in person with my old man, uh, that year's when I met my wife, like it was a transformative year, I think for so many different people and so many folks who based, not just the, not 16 particular Sundays or 17 or 18 now around the Patriots, but have had the Patriots play a pivotal role in their lives, like a relative or a family member. Um, but then I decided to like, I'm going to miss football, something wicked. No, the USFL or anything else will not be the methadone to my significant heroin addiction to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I've squir- I've squirreled away the other nine episodes. Well, eight. I'm not going to watch the Tampa episode. So uh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch them in the off season when I also watch my Patriots Super Bowl 56 DVD. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even make myself say it. What's no, the, no. What do you got? What's the, what do you prediction yeah, on uh, Saturday night? Saturday night, you're ready for this shit? Yep. How about Patriots 23, Bills 20? And would there be a bigger wet dream than Patriots Tampa for you on uh, the second Sunday of February now? Uh, No, but I'm going to tell you straight up, don't even care. Don't even care. Just Mm -hmm. get get out of the wild card round. Have Mac Jones come, like, because everyone's going to pick Buffalo. Everyone's going to say, like, this happens, kid's got right? a noodle yeah. arm. Yeah, everyone's going to pick Buffalo. The world's going to be picking against the Patriots because they saw the way that they're gimping and limping their way into the playoffs. To just have the Patriots go out 
Uh, and, and like to see the good Patriots show up one more time and prove that they can do it to give Bill that one last little bit of like, I showed you Buffalo and to yeah. send all of those jacket. I know everyone loves Bill's mafia. They're like the new darling fan base of America, but just to send those salty hot sauce covered shit bags into their <laughs> shanties of sad for nine months, nothing would make me happier. <laughs> nothing Perfect. would make me happier. So 23, 20, that's what we're going with. I liked, I liked that yes. pick. Yes, like and I of course and no, John, John Smith will not have an impact on this game. What about, come on, <laughs> John Smith hey, he's got, he's got, he's got like 10 more years on that contract here to make it. Oh, my God. Was oh that guaranteed God. money? How oh, much of that was guaranteed? What, oh, what, 40 million of it probably? Guaranteed? 31 and a yeah. half. Yeah, well, that's sometimes it's what it takes. Get the guarantee and then well, take it an took, took, took Hunter Henry a nice. few games to get going, too. So, yeah. I mean, they struck that out on both great. tight ends early on in the season, but Henry's shaping he's, around. But he's, yeah, he's, he's, sh- he's shaped himself up nicely. Yep. Um, Hunter Henry's good, you know. Um, and that's what I think we probably, I think we were sold on the athleticism and the promise of John o. Smith, and he just hasn't been able, sometimes it takes a few games, half a season, maybe it'll take him a full year, or so we'll tell ourselves. Uh, yep. I, I just want to see if Mac gets, though, like I said earlier, if he gets those three to five chances to shine Saturday night, I hope he connects on him because the kid has done enough in his first year that he deserves a little shine going into the postseason and carrying on with his Pats career. And Fitzy wants the ball to Bourne and Harry, right? Definitely throw it to Harry. <laughs> All right. Who, who's been drinking during this podcast? <laughs> Where do we get a Mac to the future shirt? Where are we finding those? You can follow me on all the socials at FitzyGFY, and my store is uh, store.townynews.com. There's a link tree on my Twitter profile and my Instagram where you can get one of these. You guys just DM me, send me your sizes, and uh, I'll, I'll, send a, I'll send a bunch to the office. Oh, we should oh, put one right, right, uh, there's, one right there's, back there's here. There's no it's doubt. It's, it, it's coming up. All right. I that, love that's that his ass. uniform. It's going well, up. Well, we did learn that you are an, not an insider. You're an, an expert. expert. You're an expert. So you're our go-to expert. So we'll have a uh, – So, maybe so next Monday, expect a uh, text about 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> hey, can you come on again? Yeah. How do your Tuesdays yeah. look for the rest <laughs> of the season? <laughs> when I'm literally either laying in a gutter or I'm still streaking like Will Ferrell in old school, like, they did it! They beat him! Absolutely. Uh, I'll expect a, a text next week and then before the Oscars. And then just like always, I won't hear from you for a couple of years, Cope. And I'm appreciative. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. That's good. Perfect. At least we know what our, where our, our relationship stands. I, and I, everybody, and, hey, every, it's out in the open. Everybody knows that nobody gets hurt. I'm a rules of engagement guy. So long as you tell me the way we're going to play the game, game on. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> go fill up that gin glass again. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. See you, Fizzy. We'll see you. Go Pats. Past our prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel, delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.